First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Two Beers Podcast. I'm Jordan, here with my boy Drew. Drew, how's it going, brother? It's going, man. Watching the Sixers uh, lose to a depleted Nets team right now, so it's going, oh, really, gotta love it. going really good here in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to any new listeners. We, we've been seeing some numbers uptick, so we're uh, happy that you're here. Um, and um, I just wanted to say, you know, for anyone that's new... Hey, um, you know, hit us up on Twitter. You, you may have found us on Twitter. We, we love bringing people on, reading off tweets and emails, um, anything you want to hear. We're the know, guys just... that do it better than CompuBox. That is correct. But, um, all right, you know what? Before we get any further, um, we're going to do the two brew salute. But we do have a guest this episode. Uh, it's my boy, Tim Morell. Tim, you want to come in and, and do the two brew salute with us? Yeah, what's going on, boys? Timmy, all right, three, two, one. Ah. All right, I'll lead us off here. I um, I'm drinking a Toppling Goliath Morning Latte Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, yes, that's, that's a mouthful. This is out of uh, Iowa. <laughs> and what is the percentage on? I've never had this Dude, one. Top anything Toppling Goliath is. I know, right? In our books, I, man. I freaking saw it in the grocery store. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna try it. I, you guys I sell beer. You guys sell beer in the grocery store in the uh, out there in the boondocks. Uh, a little, like occasion. I don't know the rules, man. I just, I, I can't find the, I can't even find the percentage. But let's just drink it. All right. What do you got, oh, Tim? Baby, oh baby. I'm probably gonna get roasted for this from uh, from your crowd. I'm, I'm channeling uh, Jordan a couple weeks ago, but. I've just got a made to chill uh, Blue Mountain Rocky Mountain Ice Cold Coors Light here, so it's All actually right. four point two percent, four point two percent. Old uh, Old Faithful. So that's it's right. A, yeah, Jay did mention to me that uh, you were you were a Coors man through and through. I, I respect that. Hey, well, I, there's, I, there's, had a, I had a Coors Gold in a few in one of the earlier episodes with a oh, short neck bottle. Wrong with, yeah, can't go yeah, wrong with but the you all, you also drink Bush Light, so you've been disqualified from, uh, from the Miller Light's my go-to light beer. Oh. But I'll take this. I'll take the honorary sip. Yep. What's up, Drew? What do you got? I uh, I brought out a throwback, man. I'm going back to uh, some El Segundo Brewing Company, Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA. Nice. Six six point seven. I haven't, I haven't had one in a few weeks, so figured uh, figured after the fights this week, get my inner hell yeah going on and uh, and rock this bad boy out. Nice. Damn, this beer is bold. It's like for it's a little bit cho- It's pretty damn chocolatey for a, for a stat. Oh, damn. Um. Anyway, you say it's that's old or it's cold? Bold. bold oh, bold. bold. Neither. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, morning latte. It's uh, I kind of wish it wasn't as... It's kind of sweet. Uh, anyway. um, So, one more thing, Drew, before you tell us what's on tap. Um, it, I, it, This is just kind of funny because this has come up a couple times, but... um, And, and Tim here, that's going to be our guest, who's going to talk NHL with us, he, he mentioned about, you know, how I tend not to cuss as much on this podcast but really and what i told drew when when we were doing this i'm like look i don't say whatever you want i don't care like i'm probably going to cuss from time to time too but really i have three kids that are six three and newborn 
and in a few short years they're going to find this on the internet and click on it <laughs> and I, I need to have uh deniability when when they start having foul mouths so really it's just because i know that my kids are going to find these freaking recordings in some point but Dude, they're gonna they're gonna, I, they're, gonna, they're, gonna they're gonna be like a sailor but <laughs> they're, they're gonna they're gonna be running our accounting department in a few years that would be we're gonna, we're gonna be we're gonna be so big we're gonna have to be uh looking for whatever kind of employees we can get to do the work yeah so that's why i sound corny sometimes but it's not it's not the bush light it's just that you're worried about your children we got listen it. i just wanted to try the bush light okay the bush latte i don't the, i don't oh you bet tim, guy tim when you're just trying to beard do you buy a 30 pack <laughs> I I do not I do not. The only it's time I've ever bought a had. bush light though in my life was it's they had all the they had <clears throat> they had the just... camo cases like a couple years ago and if you could win a chance to, to get a trip to the Super Bowl that's the only time I've ever bought bush light before. But thirty yeah, thir- pack. thirty packs aggressive for just trying it. That is aggressive. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. All right, Drew. So what's on tap, brother? All right, man. So we're gonna we're gonna start off. We're gonna talk about. The weekend that was in boxing, we were super pumped for uh, for the Garcia-Campbell match. It did not disappoint. Um, so we're going to recap that and maybe talk a little little aftermath. Uh, college football playoff championship is uh, hitting us on Monday, so we're going to cover cover briefly our thoughts on, on what happened over the weekend and uh, you know, who we think is going to come away with that win. little NFL playoff predictions. Uh, we're gonna go through the brackets for anybody that uh, wants to play along, keep track, and go up, go up against the two brew crew. And then we're gonna top it or close it out and put a bow on uh, sports with a NHL season preview. So that's beer, beer one. Uh, we'll go through our parlay as always. And then beer two. We're not not as much on the entertainment side this week, but since it is, uh, it's a national treasure. No, no pun intended. A National Treasure's birthday today. Nicholas Cage is turning fifty-seven, so we're gonna we're gonna go through our top top five Nicholas Cage movies. Yeah, and um, you know, I do want to bring up, you know, since we're late on the the cinema side this week, um, we are gonna continue the separate podcast for season four of Peaky. We just some of us just didn't have the commitment this week. Not naming Listen, any names. I, season, some of us binged it you, and have impeccable if, notes, and some of us don't. If you listened to our season three recap, you know we are huge fans of season four, and I want to make sure we give it its due justice. And I wanted to do, you know, that we do a lot of research on this podcast. So I wanted to make sure I, I gave this as much as much diligence as it could. Just because that research came up uh, tits up doesn't mean that it wasn't valid. <laughs> yeah um yeah (laughs) that's a good point but um we could probably talk about that we sometimes we get slack for how long things are but that season four peaky could really be like a whole week ah so good um are you uh tim are you a peaky fan i am it's probably my favorite tv series um of all time so oh nice of all time that's yeah that's but we maybe we'll bring you on for our top five tv series of all time pod because that's going to happen here in the future. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I yeah, Peaky Blinders. I I didn't watch it whenever it first came out. I'm not exactly sure when it first came out, but probably like a year ago or so, I started watching it and then like we my wife and I binged it in like less than a week probably the whole <laughs> up to the current point. So yeah, that's why it's I so you earlier, only like, being six episodes a season, like it's so easy to do. So that's why I hope hopefully people are listening and really getting uh getting into it and experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. All right, man. Well, um, 
Yeah, so we had we had a really fun uh, weekend of boxing uh, last weekend. Oof. And um, hey, before we get into the uh, the Garcia fight, um, I wanted to address uh, the fight that happened right before it. Um, it was um, what was this guy's first name? Guti- Gutierrez, um, Richard Gutierrez versus Rene Alvarado. Um, the only reason I wanted to mention this is it was intriguing as hell. This this dude Gutierrez was the challenger. It was at a, it was at 130 pounds. Gutierrez narrowly won the first two rounds, and in the third round he knocked the champ Alvarado down twice, and Alvarado looked like he was about to be out. Alvarado comes back and wins round after round after round, and I'm sitting there watching it saying. Dude, come on, just Gutierrez, finish this dude, come on. Like, this is getting annoying, like, we want to see Garcia. But then Alvarado just won all these rounds in a row, probably like five rounds in a row after that, which got us to about, like, the 10th or 11th, um, 9th, 10th, or 11th. And then uh, Gutierrez finally won another round. And then Alvarado won a round or two, which took us to the final round, and the announcers were kind of, like, freaking out. They're like, we think Alvarado has this, even though he got dropped twice. Uh, and they're like, he definitely fought his way back. And then, out of nowhere, Gutierrez drops Alvarado again in the 12th. And so, the announcers were really, like, after spending, the, like, the whole second half of the fight, like, pumping up Alvarado and how good he did, they were, like, kind of still trying to justify it, but they were kind of, like, scrambling a little, and they were yeah. like, well, you, usually when you drop a guy three times, you're the winner. Um, way it turned out was Gutierrez, the challenger, won all, unanimous decision. All judges had the same scorecard, one thirteen to one twelve. That's how I saw it as well, and it was just really cool to watch like such a like dichotomy of a fight, and and there and thankfully the judges got the card right, and and man, it was it was just neat. It was it was wild. Would it would have been interesting to see how that would have been scored in Vegas, given yeah, exactly. uh, given how the yeah. judges are working there. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a fun. It, it was it kind of was annoying at first how long it was going, but it was a kind of a fun fight the way it turned out. So um, that that was that was right before the big fight, Garcia versus Luke Campbell, and King King Ryan, one of us, it, almost exactly predicted that fight, Mister Drew. Could you? I don't know if you could hear my victory slurp there, but that's that's what I was trying to do. I love your victory slurps. Oh yeah, uh, there's one more. Hey, do there's it again. Do it crowd. again. Let's go. Oh, I love it. <sighs> so if you listened to the pod last week when we previewed the fight, my astute boxing knowledge came up with Ryan Garcia using just his overpowering and quick hooks to end this fight and knock out Luke Campbell, who's never been stopped before um, in the seventh round, to which, you know, some people were kind of surprised to hear that. But I don't know. I just, I just had a feeling that Campbell... Campbell's weaknesses really highlighted Garcia's strengths. They, they, yeah, they fit together like a puzzle. You yeah. called that. Um, so you know, n- you know, exciting stuff from start from start to finish. In my opinion, you know, they, you know, Dazone Dazone's knocked it out of the ballpark. You know, the last the last month here between uh, you know they, starting with the Anthony Joshua fight, Triple G Canelo, and then this Garcia Campbell fight. Uh, 
you know, Cam- or Campbell with his cool hand, Luke walked to the ring, you know, was ready to go. Um, <laughs> Garcia, you know, he came out, basically copied Tyson Fury's ring walk by being carried out on a throne wearing his crown. I, I thought that was a little much, you know, I'm, I'm all yeah, about clips and grammar. I just, I just was like, all right, well, Tyson Fury just did that. Like maybe try something else, but either way, you know, he came in flashy. That's kind of what he is. Um, you know, first round, I thought Garcia, you know, set a good, set a good pace. You know, Campbell fought, you know, typically the way he does, you know, he fights backwards, tries to counter with some quick one twos. Um, and then in the second, second round of the fight, uh, Campbell, Campbell drops Garcia with a yeah. just a huge left. I think it was just a left a left hook. Um, yeah, he he caught him and Garcia dropped. Man, I, I I couldn't tell the way they were they they focused so much on his face just to see how he reacted. I anytime a guy gets dropped, I always try to the first thing I do is I look at his legs. If yeah. if he's on spaghetti legs, it's it's over. Like he's about to get taken out. Um, mm-hmm. So it was hard to tell. So I think there was about a minute and a half left in the second round when he dropped him. Um, you know, Garcia or Garcia certainly looked a little shell shocked. It was the first time in his professional career that he's ever been dropped. I know he says it's the first time ever. Um, yeah, everyone's gonna say that. Uh, but you know, he came, he came back and he responded. Um, I, I really I, like to me. Campbell had nothing to lose in this fight. Like you know, I think you know it, the odds were against him. Um, you know, not that he's not a good fighter and Garcia, you know, obviously this is the first big fight he's had. I would, I, I thought the Campbell should have taken the chance and tried to finish it. And yeah, really, he, he did not hit the gas. after. Yeah. He and Garcia like the down. way, you know, he, he basically said after the fight, he's like, you know, I just, I, I knew if I went in there and got too aggressive, I could get caught. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get it. But, eh, I, you know, you need to. Like you're the underdog here. Like you've just now knocked this kid down, who everyone's been saying is all flash and no dash, and like you need to you need to get in his head and try to you know really try to finish him off. So he didn't do that. Um, you know the next few rounds, I had I had Campbell winning one other round before before the seventh. Um, and I thought Garcia. I just thought Garcia was just outlanding him pretty much. Um, I had it 57-56 going into the seventh, uh, and about halfway through the seventh, uh, the seventh round, Garcia just landed uh, as he was, uh, you know, Campbell. Well, I guess Campbell got hit in the sixth round, but about two seconds left, right in the temple, um, and he was hurt, and so yeah, yeah. he didn't go down, but he was hurt, and the bell rang, and as soon as the bell rang, he turned his back to Garcia, which is never a good sign. Yeah. Um, so you knew he was going to try to, you know try to you know stick and move and survive round seven as best he could um but he was in the seventh you know as he was trying to over protect his head from some looping hooks garcia just nailed him with a kill shot right to the liver a left left hook right to it on the button on the button it was it happened so quick and like you know campbell campbell took one step back and then just went right down to his knees i think i think jay i think watch it you were you were i think you had texted like what just happened um and he he you know Campbell he was trying to get up. You could just tell in his face that he wanted to keep going. But I think just, that was my brother. That did no, it might have been yeah. And his legs his legs just didn't have it. And uh, and Garcia took it took home the knockout in the seventh round, as was predicted here in the Two Beers podcast. Yeah, which I I, did, I wanted to jump in a couple times here, but I didn't want to interrupt your flow. You had good flow going there. But um, one thing I wanted to see 
was, and I, which I said on the previous podcast, I wanted to see Campbell press Garcia, which it, it didn't go as long as I thought. I, I thought Garcia would carry it early, Campbell would then press him, and then Garcia would fight back. Um, didn't happen that way. But I was glad that we got to see Garcia get pressed to see how he reacted when somebody actually had something for him. Yeah. Um, so that part of it was, was fun. Now, like you said, it was kind of disappointing that Campbell didn't hit the gas, like yeah. didn't kind of come after him after he knocked him down to really see what he had. Like he, as, as the, the, the hot phrase in boxing right now, um, he Close had, the show. no, he had the chance to take him to deep waters. Like oh, he really, gotcha, he really gotcha. did. Like even though Garcia was well, isn't that down, is it isn't take him to deep waters? Take him into the deep rounds. I just thought that. Oh, oh see, I I thought the analogy meant just like no, hey, that, like, like like you're on, like you're on the ropes. You got to dig deep and like and like you're you're feels like you're drowning and, and like, uh, like you, I I thought that was just taking him deep like, into the championship round. Maybe you're right. Maybe I got it wrong. I, I thought it was more like like you hit somebody. You like hit somebody so much they're just like oh god like i'm i'm hurt like i gotta figure this out or else i'm done like i that's the way oh, i took it may, well may, and, maybe it's both who knows but go yeah, ahead yeah, sorry maybe, yeah Continue. yeah no 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 i just, so i just i like garcia was knocked down he was never hurt he was never in danger danger and that's what i wanted to see um but i mean i was glad that he was pressed though so it was Campbell had something for him, so it was it was interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I think what I thought, what I and this is kind of interesting, is we uh, I made the joke about we we get it right more than CompuBox. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting during the fight where I guess we've had this a couple times where you know I've watched the fights and I've I've thought certain fighters have clearly won rounds like they've gotten shots and you you seem to think like they weren't really connecting. Um, yeah, a couple times we've done that. But like, yeah. even when we look at the comp, when we continue to look at the CompuBox store scores and kind of how the judges are, I guess they're they're leaning more kind of towards not what I'm seeing, but where I think these guys are landing punches to where I think maybe you're thinking they're not landing them cleanly. Is that am I saying yeah, that right? Yeah, and and I I honestly I never really looked at it that way until like the whole Loma versus Lopez fight and like kind of like Eddie. Uh, Teddy Atlas and Loma and others kind of pointed that out. And so, yeah, I was watching this fight in the early couple rounds when Garcia was hitting. I'm like, dude, he's just hitting his his guard. Like, he wasn't really hitting Campbell at first. And Campbell wasn't firing a ton, but right. he was Campbell was touching the body, like, pretty clean. Um, and actually, I saw in interviews afterwards that, that Garcia said, like, when he kind of got, maybe I'm editorializing but when garcia got touched on the body it kind of flipped a switch for him like oh shoot why don't i do that and and that and ultimately he knocked the guy out with a yeah. body shot you see I, th I thought garcia was getting some like not nah, i mean i i didn't think he was you know destroyed him in the body but i thought i thought his body you know his his jabs were landing him clean in the body um early on so um his jabs were his best punch but there was a couple combos where he was thrown and it was just kind of like I, like everyone was kind yeah, of yeah it wasn't yeah was it wasn't like, yeah, yeah that kind of yeah, like yeah, I was with you on that I I thought I thought we were I thought we were on different pages with the you know some of the body shots that Garcia was hitting. could be but yeah okay it's just it's a 
boxing such a nuanced sport where you know the score basically the score resets after each round so yeah. it's not you know it's not cumulative it's how you know you get a fresh a fresh three minutes after after every bell but uh yeah it was awesome again i you know it only you know i know it only lasted seven rounds but i mean you know i I was on the edge of my seat when when Campbell knocked him knocked him down. I I jumped off the couch and was like, "Let's go!" Like <laughs> I was just I was just so into it. I was like, "Man, this is this is a fight." Like let's let's see what's going on. You know on. what? We we had the time wrong on the last pod, so sorry about that. But it was <laughs> it was actually like mid afternoon. Yeah, five, I didn't like five yeah. like six thirty or five thirty or something. Yeah, they they were when I I was reading when it was going to be in the UK. So yeah, it was like eleven p.m. <laughs> in the UK. Cause I Campbell forgot because Campbell Campbell's Campbell Campbell's from the UK, so they yeah. were trying to get it. They were trying to promote it for for his home for their fans. Yeah, on, but uh, um, so I actually I was sitting there with my kids and my kids were watching with me and and uh, my daughter was like oh garcia yeah and then he got knocked down she was like oh man come on i want the young guy to win (laughs) (laughs) so it was funny but uh no it was cool um i uh, one more note on the on the well i guess this is kind of i'll segue here into you but dude honestly garcia's fists are up there with anybody in the division his footwork was not good. Yeah, and his head, he's got no head, zero no head movement. No head movement. Yeah. No footwork. Like, none. And, like, it, that worked with Luke Campbell. Um, and, and, and Garcia mentioned, he's like, hey, I'm more of a counter puncher, but so is Campbell. So I knew that I had to take the fight to him. So he was visibly uncomfortable, like, leading the fight. Yeah. But. Oh, he, I, 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 so I don't even, I don't know if that's fair to judge him based on that, but yeah, like, I mean, I think all the, I, yeah, you know, I, uh, I do, I want to try to work in the, uh, the nickname we were called over the weekend, but, uh, out, outside of our favorite guy at 135, I, I think everybody's <laughs> got some flaws there. Um, so I think it's, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fair. What that guy call us on Twitter? The, the Lomasexuals? Yeah, they called us the Loma, the Lomasexuals. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. When that guy great. called us that. Oh, yeah, because we're such, yeah, we're, yeah. And I'll, I, I mean, should, I'll admit I to be a, find I'll, his Twitter handle. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll admit to be a Loma, a Loma homo. Oh, yeah. All, all day. I, I was cracking all, up. Yeah, all day, every day. Um, I tweeted back at him. I was like, "That was actually a good one." But oh, it was great. Yeah, I love it <laughs> all all day, man. I'm I'm proud of my Loma sexuality. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's. I mean, he definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think he definitely. Those are things he needs to work on. Um, and I think a lot of those guys do. What I again, we talked about what why I was so. I mean, this this fight wasn't for a belt, even though Garcia had, had got a belt at the end of it, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. You know, it really sets up the division here because. Garcia is now the mandatory challenger for the WBC title, which is technically held by Devin Haney. Devin Haney. Uh, T.O. is the WBC franchise champion. Um, and at the end of the fight, you know, he Devin, Devin Haney was there. They're both, you know, they're both uh, part of the zone network um, for their fight, for their fights. Um, and, you know, they asked, like, you know, you know what do we want next? And, and Gar- Garcia was... He was not shy about saying, "I want Tank Davis next." You know, he didn't. You know, he didn't really mention Haney. He didn't really care. You know, about Devin. I mean, at the end, he showed him a little respect because he was in the crowd. But uh, he was all about calling out Tank. Um, and I, I talked about it last week. I was like, you know, for all for all the talk about some of these guys, I, I doubt wherever. I, I thought the only legitimate fight we'd actually see was Haney versus garcia because it's so hard for these guys to get some fights against big time guys but he'd be a mandatory if he won 
and then two days ago, I don't know what set it off. I think I think Garcia just started posting a lot of a lot of stuff talking trash about uh, Tank, but Tank fired back, and they were both posting. Uh, you know, fan art, fan posters of them fighting uh, up here in 2021. And Tank, Tank went on his Instagram live with, uh, I I meant to give this guy credit that he was on uh, this YouTube uh, blogger that he was on there with, but he said Ryan Garcia is next. So I didn't see that coming. Again, you still got to work out the politics. Like Tank, yeah, Tank's part of Floyd's crew. So like they kind of, they kind of know that as a, as a mandatory that might that fight might have to get made with Devin, so Tank won't fight him next. But you know the fact that like Ta- Tank and Floyd, like Floyd's just careful how he's handled Tank. Like they don't usually call out other boxers' names because you know that's they they want to do what's best for business, not necessarily what's best for the sport. Um, so they've been careful. So the fact that Tank reacted that way was very surprising, and you know I guess maybe we'll see that fight happen here in 2021. Um, you know, I, I feel I do feel bad for Devin because I like this guy just can't get a fight with anybody. Yeah, I know he just keeps getting skipped. And over. I just I think I think I told you this over the weekend, and people might be surprised to hear this. Like, I think from I think boxing skill from start to finish, I think Devin Haney of the the new Fab Four, which I'll talk about in a second, um, that they're talking about at one thirty five. I actually think Devin Haney's got the most boxing skill of the four of those guys. Um, he doesn't have the knockout flair that To Tank and Garcia have at by any means, but he's just got this like Floyd Andre Ward kind of presence to him to where he's a very good defensive fighter. Um, you know, he, he knows how to counter punch. He, he's, he, you know, he's going to outpoint you, you know, I think 90, 98% of the time. So, and he's such a good defensive fighter that he's going to be hard to knock out. It's a specific percentage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that. Um, did you get your abacus out for that one? I, I did. I took a poll and everything on Twitter. Uh, oh, but that's kind of my take on that. So, you know, I kind of I kind of hope that even though I'd love to see Tank and Garcia, like I kind of hope that Garcia does end up fighting Haney next because I, I just want to see Haney get a big fight because um, I think he I think he is that good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he kind of deserves it, right? He's the WBC champ. Like, I know I just I, keep every, getting every, skipped over. Everybody calls him the email champ, which is true. Like, Loma didn't lose to him. He wanted, you know, he wanted to be undisputed champion. So he didn't want to mess with mandatories. He wanted to go right after the IBF belt with T.O., which, you know, I, he wasn't ducking Haney. That's just what he wanted. Um, so they gave him the franchise title. and it's So it's not T.O.'s fault. It's not Loma's fault. It's not Devin's fault. But Devin's, Devin's the WBC champion. So, like, I, I just want to see somebody fight him. What um, weight class is that true? One one thirty five, <laughs> lightweight. Um, and it, well, it's funny too. And we got in a huge, uh, a huge, huge Twitter rager for anyone that follows us or me personally at uh, Swaggy D thirty three on on the Twitter. Um, they, you know, the big all the all the big boxing outlets were sending pictures of the the four the new four fab the new fab four. I forget. I, I thought uh, it was the four kings. No, nah, well, it was the Fab Four because of the four right. the four guys from the eight, the late eighties, Hearns and Hagler. They're all their names are escaping me. The old legends, but you know, it was it was Tio Haney, Tank and Garcia, and it really just fired me up because and I just I just responded as like a joke just to like the ESPN ringside handle was like I just thought I just think it's funny how like apparently Loma's like Loma just doesn't exist, uh, you know. He's he, he was the fastest three weight division or three division champion of all time. Um, 
you know, he fought all of his fights except for one have been with either championship, like world champions or him defending his championship against top level fighters. Um, and I just think it's funny how it's like, oh, we're just talking about these four guys. And I made the joke. I was like, have Tank, Garcia, and Haney combined even faced the level of competition that Loma's like absolutely did, like just ran through and destroyed. Um, and that just set off a ton of wildfire debate between people. A lot of people agreeing, agreeing with me. And then some people that were like, ah, oh, it's, you know, it's, he's old. It's the new guys, this and this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, uh, it was kind of fun. So again, it, it got me laughing yeah. over the, hey, uh... just to put a bow on this here. I found, I found the dude, it was, it was ESPN ringside. It was a Christmas day. Tiafimo and his dad. And, and you, you said on the two beers pot at two beers podcast, you said, man, we really want to see a Loma rematch with fans. Somebody put a gif of, uh, yeah. Who's we. And then this dude, <laughs> Jaswani Rodriguez, uh, at Jaswani, he said the Loma sexuals, <laughs> That was great. Oh, that, that was so good. Um, it, it was so. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah so, so, so that's kind of, so that's cool. Uh, again, big nothing fight night. imminent though, right? Uh, although Bur- they, they just announced Burchell, right? Yeah, Burchell Valdez is official and April. Uh, n- no, February. Hold oh on, shoot! Me... Yeah, I was gonna say this is embarrassing because I actually I had the I had the date memorized until it was official, and then they made it official. I just forgot it, but. Uh, they're they're fighting February Saturday February twentieth. Um, Joe 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 Smith is fighting for the uh, vacant light, oh, light okay. for the vacant light heavyweight championship um, on Saturday February thirteenth. Uh, but ESPN's get top ranks giving it away for free on ESPN again. So uh, you know free boxing. The the Burchell Valdez fight is going to be awesome. Uh, and the winner Burchell is free. Yeah, Burchell's free, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and hopefully we'll, the winner will likely, the next fight will be against uh, either Jamel Herring, Carl Frompton, or Shakur Stevenson. So really, really looking forward to how that, again, that 130 division is just as stacked as 135 and 147. So yeah, good stuff in boxing. Cool, cool. Yeah, man. All right. Well, and Ko- um, Ko- Kovalev, end of the month, for all you Kovalev fans like me. Really? <laughs> He's fight well unless unless DeZone actually sues him for that illegal stream that he had of the Canelo fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's put a bow on that here. I continue to drink this this morning latte. It is sticky and sweet. I I've actually never had one of these like coffee flavored beer things. The coffee ones are usually good, man. This is like coffee and and milks. It's real chocolatey and sticky. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It really is. Um. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> it really ties the room together. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna touch here on um, college football. You know, we're not we're not college football fanatics or anything, even though I bet on them a ridiculous amount of times this year. Oh, um, really? You do do you do you bet poorly on college football? I mean, I think my percentage is better than what you're implying. However, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got so um, that is true. We did roll. We did roll a lot of luck on the Chanticleers. Yeah, so Alabama, dude, or I'm sorry, um, Clemson, like, uh, look, there was a lot of college football I got right last weekend, Cincy, the Texas A&M cover, and the one I chose just did not come through, and I was so pissed. Um, that being said here, the, the national championship um, on January 11th is Ohio State versus Alabama. Alabama's minus nine. That seems like a lot. 
Um, and it doesn't feel, and again, I even said last week, I was like, uh, I was like, Alabama, they might cover, but you really can't trust them. Notre Dame covered in the second half. Like, <laughs> the, Alabama's not been covering. The crazy thing to me here, Drew, guess what the over-under is? For the national championship game? Yeah, national championship, yeah. <sighs> 58 and a half. Oh, 75 and a wow. half. Wow. <laughs> I yeah. thought I, I thought I was being aggressive. Yeah, money line is Alabama minus two eighty six and Ohio wow. State plus two twenty five. Dude, Ohio State looked awesome first Clemson. First Clemson, and and Alabama's defense been struggling. So yeah, uh, I guess they did well against Notre Dame. But uh, dude, I feel like uh, now I, I use the the Bet Rivers app. That's the one here in Pittsburgh. It has plus nine. It has Ohio State at minus one twelve and Alabama minus nine at minus one oh nine. So the betters are leaning towards taking the points at the plus nine. Yeah, I think so. I think I would too. Uh, it kind of feels like it's going to come down to the end. I don't. Nine seems freaking super wide. So uh, it feels like it's going to be close. Uh, so I, I don't know. 75 and a half feels like that's going to be close too. The under is minus 113 and the over is minus 108. But that number feels right. 75. <laughs> 40 to 35. You know, 30, 38, 35, 30, you know. 41 to 38 yeah, I could see that um, so who do, you, who do you like to win the game no shoot uh, I, honestly maybe because they just bit my ass but I'd say Ohio State but um, yeah I I, I, I I loathe Ohio State although dude Alabama that, so receiver, Alabama. that receiver who won the Heisman Smith for Alabama whew. but you know what Ohio State always has m- multiple NFL players on their defense so yeah, like it's very, very rare that you see it on their offense. Yeah, so like, you know what? Like, if they actually double team him with two NFL players, and then Alabama has to beat them in other ways, I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I lean Ohio State, but I don't know. I'm not putting. I, I'm. It's not gonna be on my parlay. So um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll roll tide Alabama just because I hate Ohio State. So. I hate. I mean, I I hate him too. I I yeah. So I'm rooting for Alabama, but um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Anyway, um, that's all I got on that. Hey, I think at the beginning, I think you said um, NFL playoffs and then NHL. Why why don't we do the NHL preview first? And then, roll and the, then, you want to roll the dice? Let's roll the dice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's bring Tim back in. Tim, are you are you good? Are you there? Tim. We do not hear Tim, so Tim's gonna have to get that figured out. So let's, let's um. Tim, if you're if you're listening, I suggest that you exit and then come back in. <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh, all right. So let's just do NFL then, while while Tim figures that out. All right, all right, all right. So we're we're gonna go through the brackets. We held off last week with some thoughts on the playoffs while we finished up week uh, seventeen, and I think. I think the Cowboys is the Cowboys the only team that didn't uh, didn't make it. I think that we we picked to get in there for the winning it in scenarios. Yeah, we hear you, Tim. Um, what in the hell? Yeah, it was um, true. We missed we missed Cowboys and we missed um. Uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals, right? Because yeah. yeah, that's right. Murray, uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray got hurt. Yeah. Hey, now that Tim's back, do you want to do the NHL first, or do you want to do the NFL? Dealer's choice, man. Let's save the NFL. I want. I want to save it because we're gonna have fun with that. All right. Put it. Put it. Put it in the uh, the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do that. 
But um, now, Drew, this is the one with skates. Okay. <laughs> why? Now, why'd you steal my my plug line? Now I got that was yeah, that was the only thing line. that was the only thing That's of value. All you had? That was the only thing of value I had for no, this. No, it's not. For, yeah, we we forgot to mention. Uh, you got you you want to tell Tim to say say a line. Ah, oh, I forgot that at the beginning. God, I am all my all my go tos. But yeah, uh, I was gonna say, Tim, Tim, tell me uh, in, a, in a in an excited voice. Tell tell say tell the listeners we're uh, time to bring out the birdie juice. It's time to bring out the birdie juice. Right? I, <laughs> do, I don't do know. It with if I, upwards <laughs> inflection. Do it with an upwards inflection. Yeah, give it give it a little more a little more pop. It's time to bring out the birdie juice. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough for for anyone for anyone that follows the uh, the oh betcha guy on uh, oh you on betcha Insta- yeah. you betcha guy on on Instagram I think Tim sounds uh, my first bring time out talking the to him. Juice. I think it's a, I think he sounds exactly like yeah this I've guy, never so. I've never seen it or I'd be able to do probably a little bit uh, like Jordan just did you should you should go better. over to Jo's house and just go ahead and grab one of those like wimpy bush light because isn't that now he drinks <laughs> Jo the bush lights yes that's yeah. why I tr- wanted to try it out yeah so how yeah, many beers 30, do you have left in that case i was gonna say try oh it out God, 30 probably yeah, like out 15 or 20 or something <laughs> yeah. well anyway oh. yeah yeah i the one the one on skates and trying to rope in mystery alaska somehow was all i had for the hockey preview but uh now that that's gone you you boys take it away cool yeah no well i, I want you to in, uh interject as you see fit drew but um yeah man so okay Everybody. So, if you're a hockey fan or just a loose hockey fan or casual or whatever, listen. This year is going to be way, way different than any other year. There's only number one. They're only playing 56 games. Um, it's it's starting January 13th, right, Tim? It is. Yep. Which next is Wednesday. Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> so it's the night before we record next. Um, so. Uh, there, there was no preseason. They're doing camp now. Um, they're doing 56 games instead of 82. They realigned all the divisions. Um, and that was born out of the concern with the international travel with Canada. So all of the Canadian teams are in one division. Um, and here, I got the divisions. Um, let me... Let me read them off so everyone knows their what division their favorite team is um in the north division it's that's all the canadian teams the west is anaheim arizona colorado los angeles minnesota san jose sharks st louis and vegas the central and this is where some east and west teams start to mix is carolina which is a east team chicago which is a west team columbus which is a east team dallas which is a west team Detroit, which is now an East team, Florida, which is an East team, Nashville, which is a West team, and Tampa, which is an East team. And then in the East, it's Boston, Buffalo, Jersey, New York Islanders, New York Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So, um, Tim, why don't you tell everyone how the how the uh, playoffs are going to work? Yeah, yeah. So the way, uh, just like you broke it down, the way the uh, divisions are, you're going to play your entire season, basically. It's 56 games, as uh, Jordan mentioned. You're going to play your entire season in your division. So, for instance, um, Jordan mentioned the Penguins and, and like the Flyers. Those teams are in the East division. You're only going to play those teams throughout the whole season. So you're going to play each team in the, the East, Central, and West. They're all going to play each other eight times. The Northern eight division. freaking times. Right. And the Northern by division, the end, it gets so even crazier. I'm going to be so sick of playing these teams by the end. I know that's the thing that's going to be so exciting. I think and fun to watch. And in the North Division, like I mentioned, there's only seven teams in Canada, so they're going to play each other 
potentially nine or ten times, depending on how it breaks out in the schedule. So, um, you know, and I, then the first round, the the first and second round of the playoffs is also in division. Right. So, so, so they're going to have the the first and second round of the playoff in your division, and then the champs of all four divisions are going to be reseeded and thrown together into one bracket. So, potentially, you could have three teams from the East, or three teams from the West, like all in the playoffs. You could have two Eastern Conference in traditional years, two Eastern Conference or two Western Conference teams fighting for the cup. So that's good. that's nuts, man. Right, I think it's awesome, and it's gonna. I think it'll introduce maybe some more matchups you wouldn't see in, the, in conference finals. But like, say two big rivalries uh, or two big rivals, I should say, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. I'll, I'll go with the homer take here, but yeah, f- from Pittsburgh. But you know, if they play each other eight times in regular season. They might play each other seven times in the first round of the playoffs. You play fifteen <laughs> times. I mean, these guys are going to be taking each other's heads off. I I can't wait till you know there's a dirty hit or a cheap shot or something a couple games in, and then it's going to be all you know prison rules basically after that oh my gosh i know it's gonna be so enthralling thrilling and frustrating all at the same time um hey and you know what i do want to stop myself because i forgot to to establish your bona fides here tim has the um do you still have the nhl package i do yeah the um, yeah so, so tim TV. has yeah tim has the nhl tv he watches and he's a night owl, so so like Drew buys the NBA package and stays up all night watching West Coast teams. That's what Tim does with with hockey, and also like Drew plays in all these men's leagues. Tim also plays in men's leagues here in the Pittsburgh area to like still as an adult. And uh, didn't you say that there's like occasionally you'll get like an ex NHLer that'll come in and and, and play in, in the men's leagues around here? Uh, yeah, certainly not in my division. I'm a pigeon, okay. but uh, okay. The uh, the. Uh... Like a a league, yeah. In the summertime, especially in Pittsburgh, gotcha, there'll okay. be a couple guys from from the Pittsburgh area that'll come. What, uh, play. It's what, pretty fun. what what position do you play? I'm a center. I usually play forward, but it's beer league, so you basically just see how many guys showed up that aren't aren't too drunk to play, <laughs> and then you just figure out, okay, yeah, I'll take a couple shifts on defense or whatever. It's just more for fun. But uh, I was just say, is this is this ice or is this? Uh... I you play are, both, but uh, okay. mainly ice. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tim plays ice. Yeah, there's a so there's a, there's a there's an outdoor rink uh, in my development actually that it's got oh, nice. tons of tons of tons of I guess beer beer league action uh, on Wednesday nights. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I really enjoy it. It's keep you active, but uh, especially in this area, I think we've been pretty blessed in Western Pennsylvania with hockey over the last thirty years. Um, yeah, a lot of good players, you know, a lot so of good teams, a lot of, kids a lot of offense. Play. Right. Yeah. Um. So anyway, mm-hmm. get. I should have done that up front, my bad. But um, getting back to the NHL here, um, another weird quirk is there's going to be advertising on the jerseys. Did you see that, Tim? I, I think it's just on the helmets, actually. The helmets? Uh, okay. Yeah, the jerseys is going to be coming similar to the NBA. Um, with the NBA, I feel like they do a better job. They do it more tastefully, I think. It's just right on their, like, <laughs> like on their shoulder. You can't really yeah. see it. I'm not sure you'll be able to see it in the NHL either, but they have, they're basically having the logos on the helmets. And, uh, gotcha. This year, it's just mainly like everybody's building. Whoever has the sponsorship for what the you know the name of the okay. building, they're giving them like kind of a hey, here's you know you can put your advertisement on our helmet. Yeah, um, they also the, get sold the advertisements on the names of the divisions. I don't have them in front of me. I but saw that like, there was like Honda and yeah. Scotia Bank and stuff like that. I did see that the yeah. Mass Mutual East Division. Mass Mutual was one. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah. So um, what was the other thing? Oh. Um, um oh shoot i forget where i was going with this anyway um let's just 
talk here about a couple teams. Um, for the Canadian division, we'll just start with some Canadian teams. Um, a lot of expectations in Toronto. Um, Tavares is still up there. Um, you know, they have a lot of other good players. Did Thornton sign with them, by the way? He did. So Thornton. they, uh, as you mentioned, you know, they have a lot of expectations. They always do. They're kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL, where they're always picked to be the best team and they're going to win because they're Canada's team, but they haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. 67, yeah. So, and they haven't since won a playoff expansion. series. Yeah. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004, just a series, but yet they're still picked every year to win. I, and don't get me wrong, they're loaded, but. I think this year they took a, a page out of Tampa Bay's playbook because Tampa had a couple years where they were loaded and they just couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. And they went out and they got some guys that are difficult to play against, maybe guys with some leadership. Oh, so really? Who'd they get? They they did sign Joe Thornton, like you mentioned, who okay. admittedly he hasn't won anything either, but he's been in the league for 20, 22 years, I believe, yeah. 23 years. So he's got a lot of experience. They signed Wayne Simmons, um, the, oh. the gritty he's power tough. forward. I know yeah. that name. I know that guy. Yeah, he was a he was a penguin killer for the Flyers for a long time. But he's a, he's a good player, a little bit older, but he brings some experience and some toughness. And uh, Zach Bogosian, not sure if you guys know him. But yeah. He, they signed him. Uh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay signed him last year, and he played an integral role there, kind of getting them over the hump. So I think Toronto just needs to figure out, you know, you're not going to do it on skill alone. You need Who's you their goalie the, these days, Tim? Uh, Toronto's Frederick Anderson. I think it's in his it's, last year okay. of his contract. So they actually, it, it's interesting. It's bad timing for them with COVID, um, with the pandemic and everything, because of the way the salary cap. It's actually going to be a flat salary cap for the next two years at eighty-one and a half million. Yeah. But the Maple Leafs have forty over forty million. It's just a hair over forty million tied up in four players. Wow. And then they have a couple like their goalie coming up next year. A couple big free agents. So they really got to start getting it done now. Yeah. Um, all yeah. the hype they have. Hey, is uh is Winnipeg expected to do anything? Obviously, Patrick Line is, is is still there for now. Um, are they expected to do anything? I think they'll. I mean, they've they've got a pretty good team. I think they have the the deepest uh, forward group in the league. But that's yeah. with Patrick Line, so he is, wants. Is out. Blake Wheeler still there too? He is. He's their captain. Yeah, Dang, he's there. He's so good. And Mark Shifley, he's one of the best Shifley's American so born good. players. Yeah. Um, they've they've got a good team. The, the problem with them last year, they have the best goalie in the league, I think, too, in Connor Hellebuck. Um, oh wow, big words! But yeah, he was, <laughs> he's been really good the past two years. Yeah, he's he's really good. And um, but their de- defense, they lost like Dustin Bufflin last year. He just decided he didn't want to play anymore. Yeah, that's so he right. retired. Um, they traded Jakob Truba to the Rangers, and another guy I can't remember his name is escaping me. But they lost like three of their top six defensemen last year. So they've got a really young defensive core, but. I mean, I think they can make some noise, especially since they're just playing. And you know, there's there's some teams in Canada that aren't very good. Um, yeah. So yeah. they they might be able to squeak in in the top four and get in the. Speaking postseason. of teams that aren't good, um, Vancouver, which not for nothing, they have one of the best young players in the game, Pedersen. That that the great one, Wayne Gretzky, is is kind of like talked him up a lot. They're not really expected to do much, but they do have a great young player. He's what twenty two or something like that. Yeah, I think he's twenty two. Yeah, he won also... he Rookie of the Year a couple years ago. I think so, right? Um, yeah, I think he did, yeah. And they have uh, Brock Besser, too. He's a young kid. They, they've got him, Bo Horvat. Those are like the three young uh Yeah, they're, young studs, they're several but... pieces away, but their nucleus right. is starting to take take form there. They um, kind of remind me a lot of the, um, maybe not as high-end skill, but they remind me a lot of the Penguins back in like 2006, 2007. Uh, they're just okay. maybe I was a say couple years early. Of like three years ago is what I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, exactly. Same, same concept. They, they're a couple years away, maybe a couple more pieces. But a more mature roster up in Canada is Edmonton. Um, man, the best player in the league right now. 
um, you know, Connor McDavid, who I went and saw in Erie in person, uh, oddly enough. But um, as did I, yeah, he's incredible. Oh my gosh, he's just he's he's so fast. His his speed and his hands are just incredible. He's the fastest player. Uh, he's probably the fastest player ever, but he's all he's certainly the fastest player ever with the puck. With, with the most skill, yeah. yeah and, I think, and he just, oh my gosh, like I don't even know how he does that. His his hands are so quick and. You know, and and no, no slide on Leon Drysaddle too, who had led the league in scoring last year. Yes, correct. So yeah, he, those two guys are both that they're like Crosby, Malkin. Really, they really are. Yeah, their biggest problem Edmonton has is their goaltending. Uh, they, they, yeah, they have Miko Koskinen, who they signed to a big contract, but he was very unproven, uh, was very lackluster last year. Then they went out and got Mike Smith. They brought him back. He's kind of turning into a journeyman, but he's like almost forty, he might be over forty. Yeah, he's like he can get hot and make like fifty out of fifty-one saves, but he's just kind of like not the answer right and a big blow to them is um they signed well they signed tyson berry from the leafs the defense oh, okay that's a good one but their big blow is their top defenseman oscar clefbaum is going to miss the entire season with shoulder surgery so oh yeah i um, forgot about that Jeez. yeah so that's bad news for them but i mean it's pretty remarkable when you talk about mcdavid like i think last year i don't know the exact numbers but you know whenever he's not on the ice the rest of the team's a minus collectively like they Is give up right? more goals and they score throughout the season <laughs> but they make the playoffs just because him and dry put up 100 plus points a year together and then yeah they put like zach cassian up there with him who's a decent player but he's more of like a goon type guy yeah but he's just out there to protect mcdavid yeah uh, but you could put any you could probably put me on that line and i could probably chip in two or three I goals pro- i could probably get 30 <laughs> points on that line um i can't even skate so maybe not but um <laughs> Speaking of goalies, um, dude, what's what's Vegas gonna do? Because Vegas, like, man, they got tons of money signed between uh, Laner and uh, Flurry. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, that's that's got to be a volatile situation, right? I think so. Uh, although Mark Andre Flurry is notably one of the best guys in the league, I think he won't make it a big deal. Though last year his agent did post that picture of uh, right them stabbing him in the back. Um, but I think Flurry played that down. I do think you have to remember too. This upcoming uh, after this season, Seattle breaks into the league, so there'll be the yes. expansion draft. I wouldn't the be surprised. Seattle if, Kraken, Drew is yeah. Is the Seattle there. Kraken. Would you, would you pick the name Kraken for a team, Drew? I love Kraken. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they want to call their fans the Crackheads, so it should be pretty. Well, interesting. I think that's a little <laughs> wild, but uh, I mean, just I mean, it's such an easy, uh, just an easy go-to to get the fans pumped up to play the. Uh, <laughs> To play that scene from the friggin' uh, the Pirates. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> oh, they'll, yeah, they'll definitely do that. But and then you have you have a scene where where Johnny Depp gets fully engul- in, engulfed by it, and you just put like superimpose the other team's best player's head on Johnny Depp. That's <laughs> true. It's, it's it's marketing genius, dude. I love it. <laughs> but to your but, point, Jordan, um, you know, with the flurry and Leonard situation. This year, I think more than anything, with the condensed schedule, they're still trying to get it done by, you know, I want to say mid-July, so they can start next oh, season yeah. on time. T- t- talk about the schedule for a second, because it's it is going to be kind of wild, right? Yeah, so it's similar. It's uh, similar to baseball, where I think they're trying to limit travel, and they want it to be more like, you know, you'll show up, say the Oilers are playing the Flames, they're going to travel to Calgary, and they'll play a game on a Friday night. They'll have an off day Saturday. They'll play them again in the same building on. You know Sunday night, and then they'll travel to the next city, and they'll try to do that like two games at a time, three games at a time. There's one point in the season where Anaheim and LA play each other five straight games, um, 
so uh, to our point from the beginning of this segment, you know, that's going to be <laughs> playing somebody five straight times. You're going to want to puke by the end of that. <laughs> exactly. So it's possible that, you know, they get to, like, they find out how it works and then they could potentially implement that going forward. I know, um, you know, Jonathan Taves has been an advocate of that to try to limit travel. I mean, there's some teams, it's different, like, under normal circumstances, right, where the way the divisions are. There's teams like Vancouver that have to travel like they have to travel so much. They travel maybe a bajillion miles. Yeah. It's like 2000 more miles than the Eastern conference teams like Boston or Pittsburgh travel. So it's, it's a little bit of a disadvantage and like Nashville and normally plays in the Western conference, you know, so it, it's yeah. possible that they could do this where they, they fly these teams out and then it'll be interesting to see how it works. You know, you're going to play somebody two, three times in a row in a, in a you know, for four or yeah. five days. Yeah. Hey, staying in the Vegas division, the team I love the, the way they've been building this team for a couple of years has just been so cool. Um, Colorado, man, they, they, uh, we'll, and we'll get into odds in a second, but they're the odds on favor to win it all. Um, dude, what, what do you think of them? Like they're, they're pretty fun to watch. They are They're So obviously I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I have been my whole life, but I've also been a, a Colorado fan in the, in the, oh, West. really? I have. So I went to a couple games there when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I still have my Joe Sackick Jersey in the basement here. But uh, is that in Denver in the Pepsi Center? It is. It's I forget. I think it's called like the Ball Arena now or some ridiculous. Oh, really? I name. I went f- about five years ago. Seton Hall um, played a, a game out there, and um, it, for the tournament, and um, I went, and yeah, it was the Pepsi Center. It's it's totally the Ball Arena because I'm watching the Mavericks play the Nuggets, and it's in the middle of their court. So yeah, they just changed the name confirmed. this year. I actually have that game on too. I should have looked at the screen. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that's the the arena. But so, Colorado, they're they're a great team. I mean, like you said, they they've built it well. M- got, Miko Rontanen, what a beast, right? Yeah, they got him. He kind of came out of nowhere. He was pretty good. Um, in Dude, the they minors, have Brandon Saad this year. I'm, I'm just looking at their yeah, roster. They now. traded uh, Nikita Zadorov for him. He's the big bruiser defenseman to the Blackhawks. Uh, wow, Gabriel Landeskog, Nazem Kadri, uh, Nathan McKinnon, who could be a uh, MVP candidate, like. They just have so many. And their their defense. Valeri Nishushkin. Yeah, Valeri Nishushkin. He he was pretty good his rookie year, first two years in Dallas, and then he kind of fell off. But he found his game last year in Colorado. Um, and then also their defenseman Kale McCarr. He's the he's like the young rookie. Yeah, star. I always say maker because I'm a I'm a I'm a jobber. But yeah, <laughs> Kale McCarr. Yeah, he's. I a think beast. McCarr won the. Uh, the rookie of the rookie year of the last year. year. He, yeah, yeah, he did. Whenever he was a rookie, yeah. So they're they're incredible. They are, and they, I mean, they have a lot. They play of people so coming fast. In the pipeline. Like a team speed, they play so fast. Yeah, and they have so uh, a couple. I think one or two. I don't remember the names off the top of my head right now. But in the World Juniors tournament that just happened, they have like two of the best young players. Get out uh, of town. They've drafted. Yeah. So whenever they traded Matthew Shane, um, to I, I believe he went to. Is it Toronto? No, I think it was Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, he went to Ottawa and then ultimately. It was like got... Ottawa's like last best gasp. Yeah, there was like a three or four team trade and they I mean they stockpiled draft picks. They they did it so well. And um Joe Sackick's probably the best GM probably right now. I mean he he's he's so lucky and also They've got. They're pretty lucky because Nathan McKinnon. I think he's only making five million dollars for the next three or four years. Wow. And he's like best friends with Sidney Crosby, so he he's always said like, I'm gonna do kind of what Sidney Crosby did, and I'll, I'm willing to take less money if it means putting better players around me because, you know, I want to win. I don't want to yeah. take twelve, thirteen, fourteen million dollars and then you know 
not ever make the playoffs. So they've got a lot of a lot of firepower on that team. So yeah. I'm looking forward to see what they do. But yeah, I think they are <laughs> rightfully so. They're the odds-on favorite to win as long as they can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, let's before we get into the odds, let's talk about the two home teams here on this podcast: Philly uh, was, and P- Philly and Pittsburgh. I was just um, about to, I was just about to say, can you guys? talked about the the only team that matters in hockey and uh the only player that matters and that's Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah yeah man um the Penguins have kind of reloaded everyone kind of thinks of them as old but they only have four players over 30 right Tim they do yeah and they're, three like, of them they're, being like, they're like, kind of like middle of the league in terms of average age so they're kind of reloaded but at the same time they also need to start playing better like they like they've been bouncing the first round of the playoffs with barely any wins the first the last three years so the pieces are in place but they need to gel i'd say what do you what do you say tim yeah to your point they're two and nine in their last 11 playoff games not great Ouch. but um so but a couple years ago they'd won eight straight playoff series and two cups so it's they're not yeah, far exactly. off from that but um you know they did retool this year and to your point about them being a little bit older they are they are 15th i believe in the league um, an average age, and the four guys that you mentioned are Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Chris Letang, and Colton Sevior. Sevior just being a kind of a um, a young Gr- depth a grit player. sandpaper guy. But those are the yeah. only guys over thirty. So yeah, mostly in any sport. I mean, if you got if you can stay healthy and you can surround your veteran players with young players that rejuvenate the locker room and get people going, and they're hungry players, you can get these old guys to. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't need Crosby to score a hundred points anymore. If he can get eighty points and maybe get some other guys involved. You know, you got some young guys. I I think, you know, they've got a good defense. Uh, they're top four defense, anyways. I I think their bottom pair. You know, you have Cody CC, who they got, who seems to be the whipping boy. I kind of like CC. Yeah, I do too, but he seems to be the the Twitter whipping boy already, like Jack Johnson was. Oh really? Um, because he played in Toronto, and but you know, you know what? everybody's he a play, whipping boy when he Toronto's played out in the Islanders, right? He, no, he was an Ottawa Senator. Ottawa. Okay, yeah. that's right. I just remember him being kind of like wide and tough to play against but maybe i'm conflating him with someone else no i mean he's he's definitely he's a right-handed defenseman which is difficult to find like a good right-handed defenseman um and he's gonna the only problem with the penguins is he's gonna play with mike matheson who they traded uh in the patrick hornquist trade yeah and he's kind of like he had a really good year and he got a big contract down in florida two or three years ago and then he's kind of been flat yeah yeah, exactly so yeah but they said the same thing about Justin Schultz, who came from and look at you know Ron Hainsey and Trevor Daly. They came yeah. to Pittsburgh and they flourished. So it's possible, you know, you put them in with some better players, some, and some question better marks, forwards. right on the on that third pairing. Some they, question exactly. Marks. So they just got to prove it. And then you got question marks in goal too. I mean, Tristan Jari because they let Matt Murray go. They traded him to Ottawa, mm-hmm. uh, the two-time Cup winner. But they they have Tristan Jari, who actually was selected in the draft to be Mark Andre Fleury's replacement. But right, and he did um, make the All Star team last year. He, he did. He, he performed very well when he was called upon. He did. So well, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Um, I think at the end of the day, though. You know they've got Sidney Crosby, they've got Malk, and I'm never going to bet against them. They they end up getting Casperi uh, Kapanen from the Maple Leafs, which has an interesting story because he's going to miss the first two games of the season. Uh, he's stuck in Sweden with a work visa issue. Oh yeah. So I read today that he's going to he's going to get his uh, visa is going to be given to him on Saturday, so he can fly to the United States. Uh, but he will have to quarantine for seven days under the NHL and oh, NHLPA. So he's going to miss the first two games, miss all of training camp. So not ideal uh, in a short yeah. season with no preseason games to kind of have to hit the ground running and have to meet new teammates. He was drafted by the Penguins in 2014 but never played a game for them outside the preseason. So yeah. 
it'll be interesting to see you know what they can do with him. But he's he's yeah. fast. He's really fast. And speaking of veteran players with young guys, I mean Philly kind of fits that exact mold as well. Um, Provorov is young. Their goalie uh, is young. Is um, what's their goalie's name? Carter Hart. Hart Harder. Uh, Harder. Yeah. Car- he, Carter. He Hart. is the savior of Philadelphia, for uh, what I can gather from Philly Sports Talk Radio. Honestly, yeah, he's an like like star. I hate hate to as a as a Pittsburgh guy, I hate to admit it, but like Philly's kind of back. Like they they're kind of ready yeah. to. Com- compete again like they're, yeah. they they kind of rebuilt so and truth 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 be told if, if nobody can tell i'm not the biggest hockey buff here but uh i only i only know pittsburgh pittsburgh stuff because talking to jo since college uh i think the first one of the first times we met was a discussion over your Sidney crosby draft hat um but yeah <laughs> like the uh the flyers haven't had a legitimate goalie in about 18 years so Hart is just he everybody loves this kid that's just it drew it's um they they've had good teams in the past. I mean, they made the Cup final in 2010, lost to uh, Chicago. Ugh, uh, they've had that was, good. That was brutal. Yeah, they've had Patrick Kane. They they've had good. You know, Patrick Kane with that awesome goal. They they've had good teams. Great teams just never had the goalie. And now they've got the goalie. The only problem is their guys are getting a little bit older. But as Jordan mentioned, they've got some young pieces on defense that can play. Um, I honestly, it pains me to say this, but they are my pick to win the the East Division. All right. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think Philadelphia. They had a good year last year. They, if you remember, they were the See, best I team in the league. Boston. They were. Well, that's true. Pasta, I mean, Boston's always. Pasternak. Wow. I love that guy. And, only, and like I said, I hate, I hate Boston as well. But geez, oh, Pete's he's so good. The thing with um, Philadelphia is they were the best team in the league last year, right when it got shut down. So they kind of got yeah, screwed because point. of that. But with Boston, that kind of brings me to the point I wanted to make too. Is like they lost some players though. Like Zdeno, Zdeno Chara is yeah, actually at Washington the Capitol now. now, which is insane yeah. to me. He had 14 years in Boston, uh, won a Stanley Cup up there. They lost Tori Krug, their second-best defenseman, signed with St. Louis. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, the beginning of the season, I believe David Pasternak is out. He's, he's injured. I have, that rings a bell, yeah. Um, I think – so Bergeron will be playing, or Marshawn, I think, might be a little bit banged up. They just named Patrice Bergeron the new captain, well-deserved there. Yeah, um, great but player. I mean Boston's always good. They always get peng- the Penguins trouble. Um, you know, I I think Islanders I, I do think, have a great coach. You know, they're going to play well. Yeah, the only bad thing about the Islanders though is they haven't signed their best player Matt Barzell yet. He's their young stud, but he's still restricted, and he they haven't come to an agreement. Oh wow, I didn't know that. So uh, he hasn't been in camp. Although they do anticipate the contract will be coming soon. But the one thing, like you mentioned, they're so well coached and they play such a defensive style. It's sometimes it's all people about the think style and the culture there. Yeah, yeah, some people think that this kid, you know, he could get 100, 110, 120 points somewhere else. He might not want to play a system where he's going to score hmm. less because when you score less, like less it or money. not, yeah, less they're going they're going to just point to other they're going to give you comps in the league of people that score about the same amount and you're going to make less. And at the end of the day, it's a business, right? These guys are trying to set themselves up and make as much money as they can and I'd be I mean, I I would think I would laugh. I would you know, it'd be hilarious to me if he if he holds out, but uh, you know, I don't know. I I think they've got a good chance to be good too. I mean, this division is. Tough. It's gonna be interesting, really interesting. Um, all right, so so let's jump into rookie of the year. Um, I, I got the odds in front of me here. The top two are um, I can't even say his name, but the the Rangers goalie. Yeah, Igor Shesterkin. Shesterkin, okay, yep. and then who actually played a little bit last year. And then um, Alexis Lafreniere, the number one overall pick for the Rangers. Uh, Shesterkin is plus 250, and Lafreniere is plus 300. 
Um, so I, I actually think Lafreniere is going to take it because I think playing on a line with uh, Artemi Panarin, he's going to just put up as much points as you would need to as a rookie in order to um, get get the uh, you know, rookie of the year. Um, the other guys here, and I'm not honestly, I, I don't know a lot of these guys, but it's Kirill Kaprizov. 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 Yep. Plus four hundred. Who's he for? Uh, hold on. I'm not sure to be honest with you. I don't know. Tim Steitzel plus nine hundred. Steitzel's he's so he hasn't played yet. He's a German kid. He he dominated the World Junior Tournament just this past week. Uh, he's an Ottawa Senator. Uh, Senators. I would Jot- say probably not. I I think you're. I think you're probably going to have Shesterkin or Lafreniere. I yeah. think Gurianov might be up there. but um, Yeah, so I, I, I'm going with Lafreniere. Who are you going with? I think Shesterkin, actually. Okay. Um, the Rangers, it's going to be interesting. You're going to have so many wins. Yeah, the only the only thing I have, I think that maybe stands in the way of um, Lafreniere winning it is, you know, he's – so they have Mika Zibanejad, who's probably going to probably start with Panarin. I mean, he could play up there. I just don't know. The only thing is, yeah. I'm not sure he's going to play. Uh, are they going to put him in in that role, power play? I thought I read six? that they were, but I don't I, I don't mean, know. I think they'll start that way, but I'm just wondering how long it'll last because there's been some guys that come into the league. I mean, even Nathan McKinnon, he only had like 50 points his rookie year. I mean, he won the Calder yeah. Trophy, but, you know, it, it's it's not a guarantee that these guys are going to translate. And Chesterkin's kind of done it. Um he played well last year. He's got a little bit more experience. That's the only thing that I, I lean towards. But I'm yeah. looking forward to watching that Rangers team play. I think they've they've got a lot of nice young pieces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is going to be interesting to see how they way. gel. Um, okay, so moving to MVP. Um, Connor Sydney McDavid. It, yeah, wouldn't that be sweet? I got I got the odds here. Um, actually, he's not even, like, top ten. Um, but Sounds like great value for me. Connor McDavid is plus four fifty. I, I, honestly, I think it stops. It starts and stops there. Um, Nathan McKinnon is plus five fifty. Um, Austin Matthews is plus eight hundred, and Leon Draisaitl is plus a thousand, and Artemi Panarin is plus eleven hundred. It's crazy um, how much different the odds are. I'm looking at Fanduel right now. Yeah. And Austin Matthews is plus a thousand. Draisaitl is plus fifteen hundred. So like. Huh. But it, it's, I mean, it teaches I'm on Bet Rivers, yeah. Yeah, but the only, and, and to Drew's point, Sidney Crosby on, on FanDuel is plus 2,500, so that's, okay. that's nice odds there. But I think you're right. I think McDavid's going to win it. The only thing uh, I potentially could see is McKinnon getting it because I think McKinnon's I on a much better too. team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think McKinnon's going to be legitimate cup contenders, whereas Edmonton's going to be a playoff team but not necessarily a cup contender maybe. Right, so it if, could McKinnon, be. It could if be. McKinnon scores 40, and 105 points, and they're the number one seed in the West. Well, wait a minute now. They're only playing 56 games, so. That's true. So then, I think It's going to be more like 90 points or something. Or yeah, like say he scores 30, 32, 33 goals and 90 points, and they, they're the number one seed. And 90 points might be high for 56 games, but yeah, I, if anybody can do it, McDavid, McKinnon, those two are neck and neck right there. I think, personally, I think Crosby is, is right up there with them as well. Maybe not on point production, but. In terms of the best player in the league, I, I think he's right there. But uh, I would say I'd lean towards your pick, Jordan. I think McDavid will win it. Steven Stamkos here is plus 2,100. Is he even going to play? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. I think initially to start the season he's healthy. 
But wow. he never he never uh, stays healthy. And by the way, him. if you if you didn't watch the NHL in the bubble to end last year, Steven Stamkos, Tampa Bay won it, and he he like struggled to stay healthy and get in the game. But he got in a game in what was it the clinching game? Uh, it was. I think yeah. yeah, and it was it was he he scored the game winning goal. He only played like two minutes. He tore he got on the ice immediately tore everything in his knee. And, but played through it anyway and like scored the game winning goal with a jacked up knee. I actually think um he did do that, but I think it was only game three now that I think it was only game uh, Yeah, but okay. he did score he did score in his first shift. I think he only had one or two shifts and he scored and got hurt right after that. Yeah, that um, makes yeah, I think But right. remember too with Tampa Bay, Nikita Kucherov, their best player is out the whole season, so Yeah. They might need Stamkos. I think they're still good enough. But they might need Stamkos to stay healthy and play. Uh, they'll definitely make the playoffs, but uh, I'd say they're probably the yeah. favorite in the East. Yeah. Okay, so um, for MVP, they have um, – I'm sorry, not for MVP. For, for Stanley Cup uh, title, Avalanche are plus 700 and the Lightning are plus 750. So plus 750 to repeat. Vegas is plus 1,000. Maple Leafs are plus 1,100. The Bruins are – Plus fourteen hundred fires, fires sixteen hundred hurricanes eighteen hundred, Capitals nineteen hundred, Blues two thousand, Penguins twenty one hundred, and I didn't go past that, but um, I'd say that's good value for the Penguins. It really, it's good value for any of these teams, quite honestly. Like Boston at fourteen hundred, Flyers seem kind of high. Um, I, I, I certainly think that they can win it. I think you would just hope that if you were actually to bet on them, you would get better payout. Right. Um, but yeah, Colorado, I, and maybe, maybe that's just wishful thinking, but they've been building that team for two, three, four years now. And at plus 700, you know, seven to one, man, I, I, I'm kind of like, other than the penguins, I'm kind of pulling for them. Like they're just kind of, that's just a fun team. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling for them too, and I think they're I think they're definitely the favorite to win the West. The only the only question mark I have with them is their goaltending. Yeah, um, but is it still Varlamov? No, it's uh, Philip Grubauer. Grubauer, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of like the he was Brayden Holpe's backup in DC for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, good good goalie, but I'm not sure he can get you there. But I think like when you got that young defense and everybody we've already talked about, we don't have to hit on all the guys again. But they. I think they've got a great, as good a chance as anybody. And, and Vegas is going to be good. St. Louis is going to be good in the West. It's tough to bet against Tampa um, in the East. But, I mean, it, teams don't repeat in the NHL very often. Yeah. I mean, the Penguins did it in sixteen and 2016 and 2017. They've been the first time since 97 and 98. So I, that's the only thing that holds me up against them. But I, I could see, you know, a number of teams doing it. Like, I, it's just going to be wild to see how the playoffs go. Because, like we mentioned before, they're going to play each other potentially 17 times i mean you never know what's going to happen in those games they're going to be so tight they're going to know each other so well so um i think it's going to be interesting i think you know there's probably and that's the good thing i think i like about the nhl the most is every year there's it seems to be uh, new teams or at least maybe like 10 or 12 teams that have a realistic shot to win it although <laughs> in recent history it seems like the blackhawks the kings and the penguins are the only ones that ever win the stanley cups but it's always, you know, usually a good yeah, road to get past three years. Past three years. So. Right, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be crazy. It's a year like we've never seen before. Um, we shall see, man. It's going to be I, – I, I hope that it's just 
I hope to see speed and I hope to see good hockey and I'm afraid with these teams playing this much it's going to be slow and ugly. <laughs> I think it, initially to start it will be cuz there's no exhibition games and look at some of these teams so the way it worked out uh with training camp is the teams that didn't make the bubble last year uh the seven teams that didn't make it um in Edmonton and Toronto those two bubbles for the last year's cup they got to start training camp a few days early. But they haven't played a game in 10 months. I mean, look, the Pittsburgh Penguins haven't played a game in eight months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I know. It's going to be wild. Or sorry, I, they I, played four games in eight months. My apologies. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So. You know, so, like, they haven't really played that much hockey. So, how, you know, these guys are going to be very, very rusty. Yep, yep, that's a good point. All right, well, let's put a bow on that, Tim. Thank that you for, for carrying uh, a, lot, a lot of that detail. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, thanks um, for having me, boys. We will uh, we'll bring you back for for the two Bruce salute number two. Um, All right. So pre- appreciate that, um, Drew. Let's, Jordan, let's shift to. I'm still here. NFL playoffs. Hoo ha ha. Uh, yeah. So, man, dude, what um, I I think I know who I'm taking, but um. Y- we, you want to go round by round here, so let's. We're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna do a round robin of the brackets. Uh, I'm about done with this beer too. This sticky freaking beer. We're gonna. You wanna? Why don't we? Why don't we throw a gentleman's uh, a gentleman's uh, tenski on this? Okay. What? Wait for for uh, wait for what do you mean? Like you, like me and you. We'll uh, we'll 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 put a ten spot to see who gets the most picks here. Who's the most pick? Oh, the most picks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Why not? Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Right? We're, we're, let's we're, do we're, it. We're uh, we're flush with all those new advertising dollars, so we we, yeah. can, we can afford it, right? Let's get wild. Yeah, man. All right. Um, okay. Want to do NFC or AFC first? You, what do you got? Dealer's choice, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna go AFC. Okay. All right. So we got the Chiefs two... are Chiefs got to buy. So Chiefs Chiefs not... the one seed. So now with you know, this this year they they they're getting frisky. They instituted the seventh team here, so only the one seed's getting the buy, and that's Kansas City. So we got two seven. We got the Bills playing the Colts, which really saddens me that they have to play each other because I think we talked a few weeks back. These were my two picks of teams that I thought could really challenge the Chiefs, and unfortunately, they got to play week one. Who do you like? Bills. Bills. I also like the Bills. 3-6, we got the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers... And I, it makes me nervous. However, I'd be a lot more nervous if the Browns weren't riddled with COVID right now. Like the Browns are just got kicked out of their facility again today. So, like I, I don't know what kind of practice they're gonna have. They're not gonna have their coach. Uh, they're they're missing their starting left guard. I, uh, I'm just gonna go with Steelers for now. Okay, I am rooting against the Steelers for the rest of my life, uh, as everyone knows, because of the ridiculous benching of Deontay Johnson. So. I'm gonna take the COVID Browns because why not, right? Let's roll. It's gonna roll. be so painful when the Browns beat them. That's gonna be great. I'm I'm actually probably gonna rub, rub it in my. Face I'm gonna rub so it into bad. your face to the point where we may not have a podcast next week because <laughs> um, you're gonna get really mad. But anyway, four five, another great matchup: Titans Ravens. This is a coin flip, dude. It's at Titans, right? Yeah, number four. Yep. Oh. Oh, dude, I, I don't, I, uh, 
I don't know. Let's just say, let's just say, let's just say Ray. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's say, let's say Titans. All right, you're gonna go. You're going Titans. Who, who's favorite? Let me look. Uh, Ravens are getting. Ravens are minus. Ravens three are and a half. minus three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna roll Ravens. I I I don't. I don't really think that gimmicky crap works uh, in the playoffs, but I think the Ravens are hot. I think the Titans' defense has been absolutely atrocious the last few weeks, so I'm. Uh, yeah. I, I think the Ravens are going to score a lot of points. And Derek can I had, switch to the Ravens? No, you already picked the Titans. Okay. You can't switch to the Ravens after I just gave you the analysis because of my prep work. Why? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Uh, I beg to differ, but whatever. It's fine. I'll go with the Titans. All right, so you got then in the the second round, you got KC versus the Titans. Who do you like coming out of there? Kansas City. Yeah, KC. And then Steelers, Bills. 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 All right, I got the I got Kansas City versus the Browns. No brainer, Kansas City. Bills, Ravens. I Josh Allen's my hero. Guy single handedly pretty much won me a fantasy league, but. I'm gonna go Ravens. I think they're hot. Gimmicks aside, with Lamar, I I think they got the juice at the right time. So I'm gonna go Ravens. Okay. So for you, Chiefs Bills, who's going to the Super Bowl? Bills. Oh, I love it. Oh, showing some balls. Like it. Uh, I I so I got Chiefs Ravens. I I gotta ride the Kansas City track. Just yeah, have to. Makes sense. All right. So we got our AFC set up. NFC. This. Let's just this conference. Let's just say that it is it's pretty much a dumpster fire. So uh, a lot yeah. of bad. I expect a lot of bad football being played in this uh, in this section of the playoffs. But we got we got Saints Bears the two seven matchup. Saints. I I actually thought about this a lot because you know I'm very anti Peyton and Breeze, but they went at home, so I'll I'll give them the game. But I I won't be shocked if the Bears win this game. Um, three three six. We got the Seahawks, the Rams. I don't. I couldn't find a report if Golf is playing. So yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. I'm going Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks regardless too. So um, I agree there. And then we got the the epic four five matchup: the seven and nine Redskins versus Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa. Yeah, I like Tampa too. So. Second round, that's gonna put. We have the same thing going on here. Yeah, we got Green Bay, Green Bay and Tampa. We got Rogers Brady, the matchup we always wanted. Oh, in the Super I wanted Bowl. that to be conference championship. Oh, yeah, it's not the way the numbers work, bud. Oh my gosh! Well, um, unless, unless, you, unless you want to switch to the Rams. <laughs> um, nah, no switching. What do you what, what do you like? Green Bay versus Tampa, Brady Rogers. Mm, wow! Wow. I I like Tampa as a dark horse, but I'm gonna go Green Bay. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I uh, I I I think Green. For, for, I wasn't a big believer in Green Bay about four weeks ago, but they've really turned it on here as of late. So similar to the Ravens, I think I think they're hot. I think they got a lot of confidence. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with them. Uh, Saints Seahawks. Um, this is one that's gonna like come down to some kind of controversial ending and. I'm going to say Saints. Yeah, I I have the same, and I actually think the same thing. I just 
the Seahawks defense is just so bad, which is so crazy to say, because um, that was pretty much their their staple for so long. But it's yeah. it's so it's so bad. Like I just I, I can't see them shutting down shutting down uh, New Orleans. So I think it'd be them. So then we both got Green Bay versus the Saints. Green Bay, like, yeah. The Breeze and Peyton can't win on the road. So Rodgers makes a second Super Bowl. So you got Packers Bills in the Super Did Bowl. Did he make a second Super Bowl already and lost? Did he lose the Super Bowl? Who's that? Rodgers. No, I don't think he so. Made one. I thought they made. I thought he won one and lost one. Oh, I don't know. No, nah, he's only. I'm pretty sure he's only been to one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, he's only been to one, which is uh, which is hilarious because everyone acts like he, him, and uh, him and Breeze have only been to one. They act like they're the staple of the NFC, but those guys have only won at one time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm. Yeah. So I'm going. Uh, Green Bay versus Bills for me. Yeah. Well, who do you, who, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Mm, I'm going to say Green Bay. I'm going to I'm gonna roll Big Red. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go Kansas City. I was going to hedge my bet and go Green Bay just because I think Kansas City is going to have a they're, they're going to have a harder time getting there, but until 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 somebody can show that they can they can slow down the Mahomes train, I got to I got to rock with the Chiefs. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's that's true. So um, they have it. All right. Yeah. All right. Green. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. Green man. Bay. I'm saying Rodgers gets his his second ring. About time. And, and I think he's gonna hit the MVP too. I I I think Mahomes is gonna get it, but I think it should. Not, well, actually, that's probably that'll probably determine who wins the Super Bowl because that thing's a friggin' jinx. Whoever wins it never wins the Super Bowl. Huh. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure if you go back. Well, then I like, take over... it back. He's not gonna win it. <laughs> I I think he deserves it. I think I think the Mahomes. Like I think we talked about it before. Like any any time any any time Mahomes makes any throw, everybody's lushing over him. But if another quarterback makes it, like nobody cares. Um, I, so I like you lush over me. Yeah, pretty much. Well, before you started drinking Bush Light, I did. Um, so yeah, but I think so. I, I do think they'll give it to Mahomes, even though I think Rodgers is more deserving of it. His turnover t- TD to turnover ratio is insane. Yeah. Um, all right, I like it. Nice. Um, okay, so let's do the parlay. I love it. All right. Um, I have you go first. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be wild if. If this doesn't hit, I, I well, we'll be done with the NFL soon anyway. But I'm gonna take the Bucks minus eight. Like Washington stinks. I, it's crazy that somehow it always seems when one of these like garbage under 500 teams makes the playoffs, they they end up winning the game. But there's no fans. There's no real home field advantage. I I can't see the Buccaneers have been on fire. I I haven't seen. Do we know if Mike Evans is okay yet? I do not know. Yeah, I don't either, but I, I still think they have enough firepower to just kick the living crap out of Washington. Um, I'm, I, it's a big, it's a big number, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Bucks minus eight. I, I think they're gonna do it. Okay. Yeah, I was think I was considering that as well. Um, so I will pivot to um, actually Seahawks minus three and a half. Um, over the Rams, they're at home. Yeah. So they're either gonna have some jabroni quarterback. Or Goff, basically half injured, um, and with the Seahawks at home, so I'm gonna say Seahawks minus three and a half, and that's 4:40 on Saturday, 
And the Buccaneers Washington football team is eight fifteen on Saturday. Um okay. so I'm going with that. Tim, do you do you have a third? Do you wanna do you wanna give a third on the parlay? Uh, if you guys want me to, I certainly will. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. why not? You can't so, you can't be worse than any of the other other. I mean I, I mean yeah, we're fifty fifty on our guest guest picks so far. So what's the Steelers spread? Uh, the Steelers six. are minus six at home versus the Browns. So I I take the Steelers because uh, I think the Steelers are going to win by two touchdowns. So okay. I take the Steelers. I I oh. do not know how to read that Steelers game whatsoever. The only I, bad I, thing it, is I just saw Juju gave up a bunch of uh, uh, bulletin board material. I don't know. I can read you the course, quote if you guys are interested. Of course he did. What did he say? He said, "Quote: I think they're still the same Browns teams I play every year. They're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team, but at the end of the day, they're the Browns or the Browns." So oh. it makes me a little nervous about my pick, but I think with the Browns not having their head coach being able to be there, uh, they're missing an offensive lineman. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah. and the, the Steelers played pretty well last week with some guys out, so. I just can't see Baker Mayfield beating Ben Roethlisberger, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, the Steelers have definitely lost more games than they sh- that they should have won uh, in recent years, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, let's let's just go for it. Minus six. All right, so we're all NFL this week. We got Seahawks minus three and a half, which I'm sure that'll be the one we lose. Uh, Buccaneers minus eight, Steelers minus six. So lock it up. Love it. Uh, all gonna, right, we're gonna get back in the money. Yeah, heck yeah! It's been a while since we hit all three. We've we've kind of been either mixed or bad, but man, we I think need to we, I think three. we're pretty much we're, we're two or three for for several weeks now. Yeah, for a while now, we just keep uh, we either we either door. miss those minus eight fifteen eight fifty locks or uh, your college football nonsense. That's true. I hope I don't bring you guys down. I don't. I don't eh, screw up your hot right. streak. If you do, we'll just call you out next week. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, we'll stay in here. Let's let's get the uh, two Bruce salute here on number two. We're about wrapped up with sports. So, three, two, one. Oh yeah. Um, my number two here. A little bit more easy drinking. Um, it's my last Lawson's finest liquid super session number two Amarillo. So it's a little IPA uh, session IPA. Um, Tim, what you got? I switched it up for you guys. I didn't want to be uh, straight domestic, so I got the uh, Rivertown Brewing Halakahiki here, the pineapple beer, 4.8%. So they're oh, pretty shoot. good. Pineapple pretty good. beer? Yeah, it's pretty good. Have you had it? I don't know. I'm not big on pineapple. So. I'm not either, but it doesn't. It's not, it's not bad. It's not like an overwhelming pineapple taste. I think you'd like it. Especially with like what that coffee beer, or whatever you were drinking before, I think it, this might be a nice change of pace. Oh, that was so sweet and sticky. I, I, yeah, I'm, now, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be in this session IPA. So my my body, I can only drink like one of those pineapple beers. Like any of those kind of like they're a little bit sweeter. I mean, than my typical Coors Light, but I, I couldn't go two Coors on the podcast. I had to switch it up. And, <laughs> we and give you guys it. a little something. I like yeah. it. I like the uh, I like the originality <laughs> there. We we didn't even have the intent of this being like an IPA thing. It just happened to be. Uh, Kind of well, we started out. before the weather got cold. Now the weather's cold. I've been mixing in some stuff. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So um, that you staying with the Steve Weiser? That, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't mix, uh, mix and match my stuff. So I'm going another Steve Weiser pint here. Those are delicious, cool. man. I love. Have them. you had them? The bourbon have, skulls. Yeah, they're they they're like they're delicious and they're like sneaky. Like they sneak on you at, at yeah. almost seven percent. You have a couple man, of them. So. You definitely know you had a couple of them for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, for uh, for sure. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that like every time the Joe Canals down the street from me gets them in, 
I was like, they would get like six at a time, and I, I literally lived down the block, so I could walk there. <laughs> I would go like they have an online site, so you can see the inventory. I'd oh, go nice. like that day and buy them. So I think I think they think this is like real popular in Jersey. So they bought like like six like trays of them, and they were just sitting there forever because now I don't think anybody else. I think I was the only one buying them, so they thought they were making a good investment. But uh, they are they are delicious, these guys. So we'll a, uh, yeah, we'll, I'm a big we'll, stone we'll cold for, guy. So oh uh, yeah, yeah. I well. I, if you listen to our wrestling pod, I I actually always held a grudge against him because I was a huge Bret Hart fan. So uh, I I took I I was a big K Faber and took their rivalry serious and never never rooted for him even when he was like a good guy because he always screwed with Bret Hart. Yeah, WrestleMania 13. It, did it hurt you? The the double turn there. Well, he won. Oh, the turn. Um, well, I always I still rooted for Bret. Like, even when he was a heel, I I was still I was like, yeah, screw these stupid Americans that don't think Bret's awesome. He's the man. So I always uh. I, I rooted for him to the day. Uh, I, I I I may have even cried when he lost that the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12 where they cheated <laughs> with that bullshit overtime. Um, oh right. I was yeah. Yeah, I'm I was. A little, uh, I'm a little bit uh, younger, so like I'm, I was born in '91, so like. Okay. Um, Bret Hart was kind of he was like off the WCW whenever. By the time like, you started of, like getting, I watched the... started watching like '97 ish. Okay. Um, I mean, I've watched a ton of documentaries and things like that. Not to turn this into a wrestling, but I didn't um, we, really we get to appreciate uh, Bret Hart in his prime. Oh, yeah. I've the, only hit... basically seen like the a lot of like, he's he's had a ton of good matches. Obviously, probably one of the best wrestlers of all time, best technicians. But um, you, you, the only time you really see anything about him is like the screw job, and that's just been so overdone. Um, but that's kind of like the era I grew up in. It's right when the Attitude Era was kicking off. Uh, okay, uh, it's it's so overdone. Like like idiots doing podcasts that are like forty five minutes long about it. I know. Yeah, and like <laughs> there's nothing left to be said about it. Everybody's talked about. Nah, it. it's like, not. It's, it's yeah, it's it's really good. But uh, yeah, I mean the WWE. I I, I stopped watching again. I, I know we're going long, but uh, this is cool. I stopped watching probably around like two thousand. Once they merged the companies and had two shows, I was like, yeah, I can't deal with this now. Um, it's it's borderline maybe not even borderline it's definitely unwatchable now it's yeah just, I, I i dabble with just, aew just because it's like fresh and like i like a lot of their like i can different, fi- right I, it's it's new so like i like i, I know like the storylines like if i turned on wwe i'd be like who the hell are these people even though i saw goldberg was back again i was like all right like just can we <laughs> yeah. can we stop with that but uh yeah. Any any hoodles. We'll we'll uh, we'll have to bring back another uh, another pod and we'll uh, we'll have a 1994 section so Jo can contribute to it. <laughs> no, it's good. I just I just wanted to again tell the listeners that these these two have never met. They're just this is the first time they've met on this podcast. So there you go. It just uh, it's kind of uh, maybe an indictment on me that uh, the people I you know converse with and 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 uh, hang with are just just all fit the same mold, but. You know, here here we are. So, <laughs> hey man, that's what that's that's why we started this podcast to bring people together. Yeah, I'm that, having a good time. That is I'm right. Oh yeah. Time. So, uh, speaking right. speaking of good times, man, uh, you can't watch a Nicolas Cage movie without having a good time. Uh, yeah. So Nick, so so two things happened today. Nick Cage, which ironically had no idea until we started getting the floating the idea around about what we we're going to do tonight. Yeah. Nick Cage turned 57, but. Also, there was a uh, a hilarious uh, Photoshop meme going around. Obviously, you know the events of yesterday. Yeah, were the awful. events of January six with 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 the whole craziness going on at the Capitol. But the, there were there was a uh, a um, a meme. There was somebody had um, photoshopped 
uh, National Treasure, Nick Cage stealing the Declaration of Independence in the crowd. From National Treasure. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Tim, I'm, we I'm texting this now so you can look at it. But it was it was so well done that like it actually it looks like so legit. Like it's not our cheap Photoshop. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, we should we should do a top five Nick Cage uh, movies because yeah, and we knew we were gonna be long on sports, so we were like, yeah, let's just do that. It'll be topical and fun. Yeah, and like Nick, and then I and I was on IMDb, and I was like, oh shit, it's Nick Cage's birthday today. What are the odds? Um, yeah, I gotta tell you, man, I you know, I I mean, I think Nick Cage is the butt of a lot of jokes now about how broke he is and how like he's just been doing like dog shit movies forever, but. When I was going through my top five, like I didn't—he really didn't start making bad movies until like 2010. Like I, I thought it was like the early 2000s when he started to go downhill, but he was still getting some pretty good roles here in the mid 2000s. Look, I, I have not watched enough Nick Cage movies. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure you have. You just don't know you have. No, I, no, but the ones like some of them like that he was in, like uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I watched it. I didn't. I didn't like the movie, like Leaving Las Vegas. I didn't like the movie. Yeah, we, and like, we both agree on that one. Our friend, our friend movie. Lou probably's gonna crush us for that. I hated that movie. <laughs> it was like there was nothing redeemable about he, it. He only won an Academy Award for it, but it's not gonna make our list. Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I don't care if he won an Academy. I didn't like it. And then a lot of his newer stuff I haven't watched. So like, I, well, me, nobody, nobody has. They're all they're all straight to VHS releases. Yeah, I know. So like. Like the ones that are good, like I love, but honestly, I had a hard time filling out five. So I'll just start at five. Again, you, I, I'm gonna get roasted for this, and I deserve it because I just don't have five Nicolas Cage movies. But I, I'm gonna start <laughs> National Treasure Two, whatever that one was called, <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I, I mean, I, I, well, I, I don't think it was terrible. So uh... I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I thought you were gonna go with the Crudes. I thought the cartoon where he's my kids like it. My, my kids like that. Well, that's why I figured. I thought, I, I thought you yeah. were just gonna pick that because you had nah. nothing else to. No, nah, they want, they want to watch Crudes too, but they want to charge you twenty bucks to freaking rent it. I'm like, no, nah, uh, yeah, that's no, stupid. sorry, kids, uh, we'll, we'll watch something else. Yeah, National Treasure Book of Secrets was two thousand, two thousand seven. So that's the one where it's the missing, the missing page of the Booth Diary, and they try to. Uh, Ed, Ed Harris is in it, and he he tries to implicate uh gates is gates is like great great grandfather as being one of the lincoln uh yeah i love that scene at the end when ed harris is going down with the ship and he's like tell them yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a great dude it's a good for national it's got a great cast especially the sequel it's got ed harris i mean john uh john voights that plays his dad um yeah. doug from the hangover is awesome uh yeah. diane kruger who plays his wife is super roll tied um yeah. so yeah, what's your good. five well, before I even get five, I'm gonna. Oh gosh! Okay. Hold on. Uh, two, uh, two, two really close cuts, and maybe I'll even get my third. But I'm sure this is the thirds on your list. But Raising Arizona is a really funny Nick Cage movie. This is I, I don't know how many. That. A lot of our listeners probably never even saw it. Um, it was 1987. He basically him and his wife are pretty much these. Uh, they live in like a trailer. They can't have a baby, so they 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 steal steal this wealthy family's child. Who they just they just had like five babies. However, that's even possible. So they figure like they're not gonna miss one. So they they sneak in the house and nab it. And uh, the rich people send out like this like crazy badass bounty hunter to go find it. And it's just a bunch of bunch of shenanigans as uh, 
they try to uh, they try to figure this out. But um, that's really funny. I you'll you I think you'd like it, Jo. John okay. Candy's in it. Um, oh, of course I would like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll get you. He'll get you a uh, he'll get you a toenail by three o'clock, even in that movie. Um, and then I have wait, uh, John, wait, 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 John Candy. Oh, I'm sorry. John, no, I'm John sorry. John Goodman. Goodman. John Goodman's okay. in it. My bad. John Goodman's in it. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you, that's why I'm drinking these pints. The Steve uh, Weisers. Drinking, oh, yeah. You, you and your like eight ounces, man. I'm going pints oh. over here. Um, My, no, mine are both pints. Dude. Oh, are they? Oh, all yeah. right, all right, fair enough. Um, and then Moonstruck with Cher is a. Uh, I mean, that's just like a classic movie. So those were I, like. Yeah, I've only those, seen scenes of yeah, that one. And it didn't make my list, and it's probably on yours. And I think a lot of people, probably the Goful, just be like, "You're an asshole." But uh, I, I didn't. Con Air didn't make my list. Oh. Oh. Conair did not make the list. So, oh. number five, and I this probably won't be a popular opinion, but I I really enjoy the movie, and it was just like a different side of Nick Cage, and uh, it had a good cast. I picked The Family Man. Have you have you seen this movie? I do not think so. So he's so he 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 basically plays in like a a wealthy investment broker who he's almost like Scrooge. It's almost like a like a Christmas Carol kind of, but he he he's all about business. Doesn't really care about Christmas or family. Um, you know, made a choice, basically made a choice when he was, a, you know, in his early 20s to, uh, you know, to get ahead at his job and didn't chase the girl of his dreams. Um, so the, a Christmas angel who's played by uh, Don Cheadle, who I, I love Don Cheadle. I think he's just a great actor. He uh, he basically takes he, he, he takes Nicolas Cage through what his life would have been like had he taken the, the road less traveled. Um, and he's basically living basically lives a week as a family man with the, the height, you know, the, the sweetheart that he gave up, what their family would be like their kids. Um, and it's just awesome watching him try to react as like a, you know, a single like 35 year old bachelor with like a full fledged, like family. Now, uh, Jeremy Piven, who, you know, he's, he's famous. I mean, Piven's famous for everything, but what year was this? Uh, this was 2000. Okay. So I, I really like it. Like I just, I just, Cage is good in it. I think all the cast is great. And I just, it's, it's just like, it's a different, it's like I said, it's almost like a Christmas Carol, but just a little bit of a different, uh, gotcha. different spin. So that, that was my number five. Gotcha. So <laughs> my number four is the first national treasure. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. I, I, I did like, I like both of those movies. So, so sue me, sue me. I like them both. They're a classic, classic flicks. Uh, yeah. All right, my my number four is Face Off. Wow. Okay. Uh, is that did that did that even? Well, we won't we won't spoil it. But Face Off's with uh, he plays uh, I think it's Xander Cage. Um, Xander him, Cage. Cage. I think that's his name in it. I, his I, name I, is Nick Cage. So they didn't make the guy's name Cage. It's um. Oh yeah, totally. That would be kind of silly, right? It's um, oh Castor Troy, wow! I was Castor way off. Troy and Castor Sean, Troy. Sean, uh, Sean, Ash, uh, Sean. Uh, oh, you're close. Sean, come on, um, you can do it. Who did you roll to play? You can do it. Sean Archer. Archer, you got it, man. Uh, yeah, so Archer John Travolta basically plays uh, an FBI agent chasing uh, Castor Troy, who was responsible for his son's death. He was just a bad guy. They catch him. Uh, and somehow they switch <laughs> before he went into a coma. It's absurd. They switch faces. Yeah, they switch faces to like try to surgically. figure out where this bomb is. It's all, but it's all, but it's awesome, dude. It's so it good. is such a good. It's movie. so yeah. good. Yeah, and Cage um, Cage is great as like a psychopath, but then Travolta is equally great 
playing Cage as himself. So it, yeah, that was it was trippy. It was really good. Yeah, so um, that was my, my num- number. That was my number four. Yeah, my number three. I had Con Air. Um, you said it didn't make yours, but that's where it, it didn't. I I feel like he did like the same move, the same like six movies from like ninety five through ninety eight. So how I was like, this? no, I, I don't. Uh, it, yeah. So I mean, how would you describe this? And uh, it doesn't matter. It, we don't need to describe. Oh, no, we can. Dude, it's Cage Day. Don't, don't shortchange him. Bas- basically, I don't like, know how to describe it. Other than there's there's convicts in the he's yeah he 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 ends up Nick, and, Nick Cage and, was a he was a he was a war hero who ended up in jail because he in self defense killed two people um that were trying to on the plane with all those crazies yeah it was a bar well it was a bar fight you know that two guys were messing with his uh his fiance and he ends up killing one of them but because of his training he's he's considered a lethal weapon so he had to go to jail for a couple years um and he's getting he's on his way home and he's getting transported with like the deadliest like killers and like bad guys of all time and they stage a coup to take over the plane so uh it's all about trying to get this plane. He's trying to get the plane down to help the, uh, you know, John Cusack, who's one of the uh, the the U.S. Marshals, um, and uh, that's. I mean, that's basically the plot. Great. Yeah. It's got a, it's got a great cast. I mean, Malkovich is the yeah, ultimate bad guy yeah. in it. Um, yeah. And, and this is Cusack when Q, Cusack and Nicholas Cage. Is Ving Rhames in it? Yeah, Ving Rhames is in it. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Steve Buscemi's in it. Yeah, Buscemi. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so many. Uh, Bubba, Bubba from uh, Forrest. Gump. I know it's terrible that I don't have his name handy, but uh, oh yeah, uh, McKetty Williamson plays uh, Baby Odell, who's his buddy. Yeah, great, yeah, great stuff. cast. Uh, What's your three? Gone in sixty seconds. You probably never, have you ever seen this? <laughs> this is again where my embarrassing nature comes in. No, I have oh, not. Oh God, Cage Cage plays a retired master car thief that has to come back to the industry to steal fifty cars in one night to save his brother's life. It's great. Uh, he's so yeah. Uh, he's in it. Angelina Jolie, Roll Tide. She's in it. Uh, Giovanna Risby is his kid brother. Kip Rames. Um, who else is it? We got uh, Duvall's in it. Um, Scott Kahn, so many. Will Patton, uh, Delroy Lindo, Timothy Olyphant's in it. So there's so many good actors in it. It's a fun, it's a fun movie. It's a good story. Uh, I if you if you haven't seen it, it's probably on TNT like you know once a month. I yeah, I, I just haven't it. watched it. It's a that's that's like a re like to me like that's just an ultimate rewatchable Cage movie. Gotcha. Um, number two, I have Face Off. Nice. All right. I mean, hey, I feel, I feel, I feel like we watched that in the ghost room in college, like a ton. Mm, could be. I don't know. Or maybe he had it on DVD, and that's where we saw it. But yeah, face, dude, face off's great. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed of my number two because you've joked about it so much. What National Treasure? National Treasure's my number two Nick Cage movie, bro. I dude, it's it's such a it's a fun the movie. Bills, dude. Me something. dude, it's a fun movie. He's awesome. I, in it. I like it. Yeah, dude. I mean, the scene. I still like the the scene with him and his and his sidekick Riley, where he's like, where they, where Riley finally like outsmarts him, and yeah, uh, he's like, wait, you don't know this. this wait, this, let this me. How you feel all the time? It, well, except, except, for, for except for now. Uh, I let mean, me just Sean... taking this moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's so good. I mean, dude, I mean, and it's it's a, it's one of the few movies where Sean Bean's in it and he doesn't die, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I like I really like the movie. I, I'm glad oh, it's you, great, I'm, dude. Yeah, that's I'm why I mean, I, that high. Yeah, that's for funny. me. It was for me. It was e- like I I automatically had my number one and two down without having to even think about it. So uh, treasure was definitely two for me. I will probably have the same one. It seems like. Yeah, it seems like it. 
So what do you if got? If you're going to San Francisco. Oh, yeah. The Rock. Gentlemen, welcome to The Rock. Oh, The Rock. The music. Sean Connery. God God rest your soul up there. Um, cast Your is, best. Well, there's always one about the best. The winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah. Oh, wait. Car- that's, I, yeah, the losers always whine about the best. Yeah, Carla was yeah. the prom queen. Carla was, yeah. <laughs> Carla was the prom queen. Yeah, I mean, you guys, dude, this, dude, Sean Connery. Matt, where he, he has the flare and he, like, kneels down at the end. Ugh. Oh, yeah, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Marcel played uh, played Carla, who was, she was a big soap opera star there in the uh, the mid-90s on, I think, General Hospital, Roll Tide. Um, God, this cast is all, Sean Connery, Nick Cage, Ed Harris, John Spencer, David Morse. Oh, my God, so many so many good uh the rock ah, dude it's, it's what a flip if you've never seen the rock i you're probably not listening Crawl to this out podcast. From under the, whatever rock you're living under watch it it's on it, that's literally on tnt all the time pop a bag of popcorn and just freaking get ready to laugh and enjoy uh but yeah listen to like so like from the like, here's the it's movies. very dramatic it's actually a really good movie oh it's, but, oh like, yeah it's awesome like, it's not like a goofy and it gets like it's it's legit like you'll enjoy it um like, like, but he did. This is why I say he did the same movie. So, like, he does the he does the Rock in '96. Oh, and his name was Stanley Goodspeed, which is just awesome. Um, yeah. He does Con Air in '97, Face Off in '97. How are they the same? Because it's all just like the same. <laughs> I feel, How? I, I feel like uh, what's his? They're who's, literally not the same plots at all. Who's? Oh God, who's who the hell is the big action director who does all these stupid movies? I feel, Michael oh, Bay. Michael Bay. I feel like these are all just Michael Michael Bay movies. Um, well, okay, they're the same genre, but yeah. like they're not the same. So, Face movie. Off in '97. He has this one random like City of Angels awful piece of garbage with like Meg Ryan where he's like an angel, which was so bad. Um, Snake Eyes in '98. Eight. Eight, if you've never have you ever seen Eight Millimeter? He did that in '99. No. That movie. If you want a movie that will just really mess you up in the head watch watch eight millimeter man in what way it'll mess you like up it's it's about snuff pornography and like the underbelly of snuff pornography he's huh. in it james gandolfini's didn't in know it. snuff porn i didn't know pornography had a subsection called snuff oh uh, yeah dude it's insane Joaquin, what, what makes it snuff it's li- like it's like murdering people like while it's going oh. on yeah what uh, but like it's supposed to not really be murdering people, but it someone actually gets murdered and he's on the case. Oh uh, my! Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is in it. Uh, I mean, it's it's I I what year I think, was that made? Uh, nineteen ninety nine. Like when I saw it, I when I saw it come out, like I think I was yeah. My mom always let me watch movies when I was younger, but like when I saw I saw Nick Cage and Joaquin Phoenix, and I was like, oh dude, this is like this is gonna be a great movie. And James Gandolfini, and I was a big Soprano guy. I was like, this movie's gonna be awesome. I remember like watching it and like being afraid to even go to sleep i was like this is like so such a such a disturbing film my god yikes dude it was ah uh, yeah it was wild so tim you got any you got any nick cage uh, favorites or seen any of the movies we're babbling on about here i'm not a, i'm not a big movie guy to be honest with you like uh but yeah national treasure is is probably my the only maybe one of the only ones i can that comes to mind for nick cage that that I really like, and I, I just saw that the picture you sent over to us and laughed my ass off. That's at, great, uh, right? It's yeah, so good. Nick Cage just in the back, and it, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, talk about what happened yesterday, but like, it, the picture is just funny. It, that movie's great. You know, both of them are good. So yeah, uh, I'm not happy birthday, to Nick Cage. How old did you say he was? Fifty-seven. 
57. We'll, we'll see if we can get a tweet from him on the pod as we uh, as we shout him out. Um, dude, listen to this. So you know, listen listen to these straight to VHS releases. <laughs> oh no! Just listen to the titles of these movies: Stolen, The Frozen Ground, Joe, Rage, Outcast, Left Behind, Dying of the Night, The Runner, Pay the Ghost, Dog <laughs> Eat Dog, <laughs> Army of One arsenal inconceivable mom and dad mandy <laughs> like, what? this is terrible like between worlds this i oh god poor nick cage i i hopefully he gets a comeback story here he gets a gu jitsu i don't i don't even know what that is jujitsu no it's 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 but it's gu jujitsu it's oh, okay uh, this is so prisoners of the ghost land that must have been a sequel to ghost land yeah. Oh, Nicky Cage, you, we we love you, man. One of you guys said you didn't. Con Air didn't make the list. I forgot. Con Air didn't make my well because I just I felt like I had the same movie between like The Rock and yeah, Face Off. That's I like wanted the, to have a little variety, and I was like, of those three, like Con Air is probably my least favorite. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Uh, but Con Air is one of the ones I've seen, so I'd put it up there. But you know, you guys have obviously seen more Nick Cage movies than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, it, 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 yeah, it should be. But I just like I said, I just. I wanted to put a little little variety. Uh, right. Same reason I didn't put Die Hard in my Christmas movie list because I went Batman Returns. Yeah. Hey, my sister just messaged me here, just, uh, and and oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Are we we done talking about Nick Cage? I, I I'm done talking about Nick. Cage. All right, you guys we're done. done. We're done. Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Um. So last week I talked about Soul, and I was like, why did they make this a Pixar movie? Like this is like I was expecting a kids movie, and she sent me a meme here. Where it's like Pixar movies twenty years ago. Haha, ha, it's talking toys. Pixar movies now. How do you identify your life purposes? What structures <laughs> identi- uh, 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 what structures your identity and makes you makes you you? How do you deal with love and loss, etc.? I'm like, "See? I'm not the only one. Like, why is this a kids movie? Like it's just it's like adult concepts with like I, not not with like no songs and laughter." I I still have yet to yet to watch it. Um yeah, no, it, it's okay. You're you're not missing a ton, but uh, yeah, Tim Tim wanted to um just just mention his podcast. Tim was inspired by listening to our podcast. He he's a listener from day one, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. And yeah, I have been. Out. I have been. I, I I remember talking to to Jordan outside the house. There, like he was telling me you guys were getting ready to start a podcast, and I was I always wanted to start a podcast, but I just never did it. Uh, so I actually just released my first episode last week. It's called the Rambling Brews Podcast. Um, just kind of gets into everything really mostly sports related but uh everything outside of politics just having a good time and uh you know i've had a i've had a blast here with you guys appreciate you letting me come on and uh you know down the road i'd love to have you guys potentially on and be fun to 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 shoot the shit on some stuff and some movies and then basically what we did here tonight so uh it's been a good time thanks for letting me it's a it's it's a good stressful especially you know when there's not at a time where there's not a ton to do in the world uh right you know this uh usually at nights i'm in a like again i'm, I'm at the gym playing basketball till 11 11 30 at night so this is uh this has helped kind of fill fill that time to, to keep uh to keep my keep my sanity so uh yeah. you know it's uh it's a lot of fun so you know, we're glad glad to have you on here we'll uh we'll give you a listen there too yeah sounds good thanks guys appreciate it all right, Drew. Well, good talk, bro. See you out there. Big kisses.